0: We'll mm-hmm. Do what you wanna do, wanna see me? I, place, black black I, I said I'm stuck in your place in the black glass I lose I said now oh, oh, oh You got to pay your bills on time I said I'm all grown up looking cool, looking fool
1: Welcome everyone to the Rochester Groovecast Podcast, your top source for live local regional music, interviews and events from Rochester, New York and the surrounding area. I'm your host, Ben Albert. You just heard Skin Smud by Rochester's own Kids in the Basement. That's Skin Smud by Kids in the Basement. I've got three quarters of Kids in the Basement on the show. We got Bradley, Rick and Steve three quarters of them and I just wanted to give a little intro before we start because we got recording we got talking so there wasn't a formal start to the recording so you'll kind of hear us uh, already midway through Uh, but I was really excited to have Kids in the Basement on the show it went incredibly well it was free form it was fun we chatted it up and uh, let's not waste any time here's me and Kids in the Basement.
2: venues there's no there's no real venues that you don't like playing it's always a uh, an interesting time when you're performing any venue that we've played at we always had a great time i feel like uh there's definitely i think some interesting shows was uh this lady got uh tasered outside of <laughs> one of our shows and um uh where were we that was at
3: it was at the it was the rock shrimp company at the time yeah. in Charlotte. yes yeah. <laughs>
4: What was that, that, like a year after we just started or a year and a half or something, two years back Yeah. Yet. Yeah.
2: Yep. And it, it was uh,
4: – yeah. Okay, Ben, we're talking about Ben, yeah, the Rock, Racha Shrimp Company. What is it called now, Steve? Isn't it a different owner now again?
3: Yeah, it's called – no, it's the same owner. They keep changing the name. It's called Tropics uh, Nightclub, I believe now. But it's this big old palatial building. And they have this big stage and we showed up and they hired like 15 security guards for us. I don't know why. And then they had sound guys rolling around on the floor and it was like February in Charlotte. So it was tough to get a draw, but there were like these drunk ladies walking on the stage, crunching our pedals. And then um, this lady was screaming in front of the stage and the cops pulled her out. We're actually loading out at this point with the guys from Thurlow, and we're in their, in their RV in the back lot, kind of just, like, watching. And the cops, they handle everything real well. They handled her with kid gloves. The lady swung at the cops, and then they, uh, they, they tased her and she <laughs> went away to the ambulance. But the cops, I mean, the cops, they did a great job. It's just like, oh my god, this lady hit some my balls. to Yeah. I remember hearing um, you they're like miss we're gonna tase you miss <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I I think one of the there's two venues that stand out in my mind is probably some of the coolest shows we've played one was ironworks in Buffalo after oh, yeah. sabers game in um, Buffalo is like a second home to us Rick uh, a lot of his family lives there and um, we always get a good showing and then uh, you know there's a legitimate green room. There's really, really good sound there. And then um, the other one I thought was a really fun show um, was, uh, like, the Food Truck Rodeo that <laughs> plays in the city of Rochester. Yeah,
2: that was fun. And also um, fall down and going to the G Lodge
4: is always fun, too. That's always a good time. Yeah, Ben, you experienced obviously, the fall. I think a couple maybe.
1: Oh, yeah. I know the fall down. I know the G-Lodge. Shout out to the Goggers
4: <laughs>
1: for making it happen. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah,
4: definitely the Buffalo venues, though. cheese that's always a hot... We haven't been there in a while. That's where we got... Yep. all this madness ends, we got to somehow get back there as soon yeah. as possible. Very true. And then what shows, what shows do we have... Coming up, uh, that new Buffalo venue, Stevie the uh, Brewery. That's probably not oh. happening. That's May thirtieth, and that was-
3: Yeah, Re- Re- Resurgence Brewing Company was May 29th. That's not going to happen, but but we'll get back on the, on the on the calendar there.
1: Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. A- any um, any Mecca venues, places that you'd love to play. Uh, you know that you'd you'd know that your career made it if you played at this venue kind of place. Any favorite venues?
2: The dome would be fun.
4: Yes, yeah, Stevie. What uh, ve- yeah, what venues are we trying to get? Yeah, Brad. What venues? Or,
3: uh... I... go ahead. Go ahead, Stevie. <laughs> I you know I've always I've always thought that. Like you said, like a venue, If we get get in front of the right right crowd, but maybe somewhere, uh, you know, like the uh, go down south, play like the forty watt. Um, I think that is in Alabama, like a uh, drive by truckers plays there a lot. Um, something like that you know, is you know somewhere that you have a lot of acts, nationally to, national touring acts come through. Um, is they've been climbing the ranks, well, kind of kind of places like that. Um, you know, once once we can get to the theater size, that would be that'd be cool. I'd play like the State Theater in Ithaca or or whatever. But but uh, you know, some of these smaller clubs that get that get really good draws, I think would be would be great.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we even
3: played
4: an Anthology around here. That's what we've been talking mm. about playing there.
1: It's a great room, probably about twelve hundred people capacity. It's nice.
4: Yeah, that would definitely. That's one of the venues I say that we got to try to work up here first, around here, and then uh, yeah, out of town is just... fun.
3: I yeah, I think like also thinking East Coast, the Middle East, in Boston is mm-hmm. a pretty pretty,
2: pretty big. East would be fun. Yeah. We have some friends living in Virginia too. It'd be fun to get down there as well. Yeah. You're
1: Probably gonna have to pull up. off a, a national tour.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Along the coast. Whether we've been talking about doing a college tour. Stevie's we been at least like doing a full weekend. Couple yeah. weekends would be nice.
3: Yeah, nice. we were talking about in the fall, you know. Depending what the fall looks like, but doing like a like a couple back to back weekends where we do like Olean for St. Bonaventure, then we go to Ithaca, um, play the range again. Do the next weekend maybe Rochester one night and then Buffalo one mm-hmm. night or. Mm-hmm. Good
1: old Fredtown. Huh? <clears throat>
3: yeah. Get back to Fred Fredonia.
2: Yes.
1: Fred Fest.
2: But until the venue's open, right now we're working on uh, our new album that we're going to be recording this summer. So that's what we've been gearing up. I know we've been hoping to actually get a few shows in before we go into the studio because that's how we've done it in the past too. Played a bunch of shows, made sure the songs are all tight, then go in the studio with them. But we'll have to work it a little backwards for this one.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, well, what's everyone doing to stay sane? So you're working on a new album. Um, excited about that. Well, what else has been going on the past few months for you guys as you're quarantined?
4: Keeping your chops up. What'd you say? Yeah, was that? Keeping, keeping your chops up. Yeah. Uh, Doing my scales, different, awkward, uh, weird, you know, finger pickings and shit. I just been trying different shit. Me and B-Free got together a few times. Stevie won just recently. But me and B Friedman, yeah, playing a lot. That's how uh, one of the newer songs kind of developed. Just a song I kind of came out of, just doing a finger exercise. That's literally what that came up with the main riff. But uh, yeah. Stevie, Stevie, I know we got to get him going.
1: Mm-hmm. Drum, yeah.
3: Yeah, I've been taking some time to just refine, just tighten down, refine technique. I've been listening to, like, a lot of uh, Wolfpack and Corey Wong playing a lot of a lot of clean funk stuff and kind of just listening to, uh, like, interviews with him, and, and he talks about technique. And I know Brad and I, you know, it's kind of funny. We'll, like, send each other texts at, like, you know, like, midnight, one in the morning on technique and, and just what we're trying.
2: too. Wilco and Uncle Tupelo too.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. You know, we're also I, we've been getting Brad really immersed in Wilco and Uncle Tupelo and that the cowpunk kind of thing from the '90s, and uh, we've just been just been rocking out a little on that stuff too. So, you know, it's not all tightening up. It's still about keeping keeping the rock alive. Oh
1: yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it's it's funny we got started here, but um I, I say everyone should introduce themselves so people can tell whose voice is who uh, if you want to introduce yourself and explain your role in kids in the basement because i'm here with three-fourths of kids in the basement
2: i'm bradley so, Freeman. i uh play guitar and sing in the band i'm one of the singers so
1: bradley old, freeman
2: bradley freeman good old be free Ricky
4: would say <laughs> beefy, brief-y. beefy. Yeah, beefy. H-free now. I heard it was formerly known as Beefy. <laughs> yeah, my name's Rickles, <laughs> aka Eric Floyd, aka the bass guitar player. Nonsense vocals and, and some soulful vocals at time, I guess.
1: <laughs> some Zappa. Oh yeah, the shooting man again. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, my name's Stevie Ross. I am I'm another guitar and another occasional singer um, in the band. And um, and then uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of fun. I, I'm just waiting for the furry porn during my introduction to, to <laughs> come on the screen here. Uh, you know, last time we tried that, it happened during my introduction. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... For anyone who doesn't know, we got hacked. Um last time we tried to do this. There is furry porn. Like the there is a penis.
3: <laughs>
1: Nothing actually even enjoyable to watch. Just like weird no. stuff. Hacking. I'm not gonna screen. lie,
4: I didn't have to put a password in again. You didn't? <laughs> yeah, I just click it and it just takes me right to this.
1: <laughs> I don't know how you did that. <laughs> The password's 585. Everywhere. I know, I saw yeah.
4: it, but I didn't have to type any of that in. It just signed me in.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Are you, you Are you the hacker?
4: <laughs> there must be some unknown hacker behind my hard drive. Coming from the circuits. I don't know.
1: So I know you guys already name-dropped a, a handful of bands there, great musicians, but I, I'm curious if you... Choose one or two musicians, and you can harness their ability um, and ultimately utilize their abilities. Who who would you want to choose to kind of mentor your skill set? Your skill set.
4: Dude, that's a tough question. <laughs> There's so much things that I would blend in. Fucking
1: <laughs> You got to start somewhere.
4: Yeah. Lately,
2: I've been doing a. Uh more lyric writing and so i've been listening to a lot i listen to a lot of hip-hop already but i've been listening a lot of um like the old school hip-hop like Nas, jay-z j cole and then i just kind of i don't know just hearing words over and over and then like seeing their lyrics even bob dylan i've been listening a lot of bob dylan lately too just kind of gets your flowing for like different words how they can play together so then i've been reading a lot too so that's uh been helping i've been reading uh Bruce Springsteen's book, uh, and also I've been reading this, too. I just got this one. Trabby told me about this one. But it's uh, Songwriters on Songwriting.
0: Oh. And,
2: uh, it actually has, like, Bob Dylan, like, Tom Petty, a lot of, like, known musicians, Pete Seeger. And then you, they kind of, uh, it's interesting because they kind of explain a, a songwriting as like um it's almost like a thing that you can catch. They kind of, like, say it's like a, it almost like comes to them, which is kind of interesting. Cause there's been songs where like I've written that have just happened. And you're like, Holy sh-, Like, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I wasn't even thinking really, but then there's songs that I've been working on for like years that they just take forever to get out. So it's interesting. So I've been studying a lot of that. That's what I've been like, kind of looking into as far as writing. So
1: Good stuff. Good stuff.
3: Um, I they have to say for me, I would probably like like two of my biggest influence. It's like okay, it sounds cliche, but like Jerry Garcia and um, and like Joe Strummer, you know, because I think that although their their music is a little different, they have a lot of these same, I guess, musical ideals. Actually, Joe Strummer was a huge Dead fan, um, and they owed oh, the Clash opened for the Dead in 1981 or 82 in Jamaica, and uh, if you listen to the bootleg, um, the crowd was kind of lame. I don't know if they were just like really, really high or whatever, probably. But um, Joe Strummer's like, "Oh my God, I got the Grateful Dead in the wings! Why are you not excited?" Just like so <laughs> crowd, but you know, I, I think that I think that both of them from uh, arranging and writing, I think they're both geniuses. Um, that's shown through the clashes work. Um, you know, in um, you know, Sandinista, London Calling, and then his work on, you know, Joe Strummer and the you know the Muscaleros stuff, and then obviously Jerry all the way through. Um, so, so if I could harness those two people to be my mentors, I would. Joe Strummer and Jerry Garcia.
1: I love it. I love it. Any Anyone else want to throw down something or not? Nah? Rick?
4: Ben, you already know my answers. Zappa. But I, I would take the hardest teachers that would grind you to the fucking ground. That and Lowell George for the best soulfulness and bring it back to the lyrics writings that B Freeze talks. Lowell George is like one of my favorite lyricists. <sighs> and uh, yeah, and then if you have to throw in a bass player, it'd have to be either. Claypool or Oteal. Oteal? Yeah. Nice. main instruments on the bass for sure, especially nowadays.
1: Huge. Yeah, you you guys all have your own gadgets on stage, um, whether it's a pedal, a guitar. Is there any anything that's most essential? Like if I were to you know, try to go farther than just the bare bones and make a purchase. What would you guys recommend as uh, an item you use that you just ultimately couldn't live without uh, in your music?
2: I don't know if you could purchase it. I'd say uh, your mindset, your attitude when you get up there and play, I feel like that kind of, cause there's been shows where we all started and we just kind of, it just, I don't know. We might have been like laid back. So then we just get the vibe and we just go with it. And it's all, we all get on the same mindset. So I'll it's definitely say my, that's the main thing. <clears throat> the feeling. That's what it is. Yeah. Cause even if you have like, even if you have shitty equipment, you could still make it, if you can play it and just play the, what you're feeling and how you're feeling, that's, it'll come out the way it should. So.
4: Flee said that exact same type of thing. You could be like the baddest player. You could play like a shit bass, like a toy bass. And it still would sound like Jocko or Flea or whoever it is playing the bass. You could be just like a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I,
3: I have to agree with that. I mean, our whole thing, the whole premise behind Kids in the Basement was, is having fun. And you know, people say that about us, um, and I think that's indispensable, and you, you can't purchase it. Is we just hit, go up, we're laughing, we're joking around. Like when Rick goes on a solo, I'll walk over across the stage to Brad and just crack <laughs> a joke in his ear that makes no sense, you know, like, and then he'll start laughing, and then everybody's looking at each other, we start laughing, like, what? Why? You know? And then we like to jump off stage. Uh, I know Brad was throwing M80s off the stage at, <laughs> at the uh, Big G Jam, or it was Fall Down Fest last year. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're like a little bit... Uh, you know, like, yeah, you
4: know, motherfuckers know guns are going on. Jeez. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys have a, a hell of a time. You'll, you'll play till the bar closes. You'll play three, four hours. Basically uh, anything anyone asks you to do. Uh, how long have you all been playing together?
3: Stevie
4: usually can answer that. He knows. So,
3: yeah, so it's
1: little, it's <laughs> He's little, the only one who remembers.
3: <laughs> but he's the uh, one that
4: brought us together. Yeah. So that's, like,
3: <laughs> that's how I always remember. So um, I've been playing with Rick the longest. So Rick and I were in jazz band at St. Bonaventure University together where I was playing trumpet and guitar. Um, so I would switch off instruments. But uh, um, so, so I've been with Rick 12 years. Brad worked at Clarities with me right out of college, and we started jamming. I, I would like he would do solo shows, and I'd play like a tune or two with them. Um, so that's probably what—that's probably eight years. And then Nate, we pulled in right at the start of the band, and it was like five, about five years ago. So all for for varying lengths of time, you know
1: and nate's the the fourth member that couldn't be here today um bummer that he's not here but we got three
3: quarters (laughs) the drummer
1: drummer
4: then yeah nate Nate got brought in again from stevie yeah they had an original drummer that we actually started off with one of my buddies and steve like we all knew and then yeah then Nate got sucked in
1: Good stuff.
4: It's been it us well. three, the, the core.
1: You guys obviously have played together for a long time, played a lot of shows. Any any proudest memories, any venues or shows or moments that you're like, ah, shit, I, I'm happy we're doing this. We we really, uh, I'm proud of this. This is a good thing.
3: Uh, there's a couple that come to my mind um most recently I think a really big goal for us was to get to Ithaca and play the range and I've been talking with them a couple for like a year and a half and they had a or leave and this guy's like yeah we'll give you a show and just the response I think we got from the crowd it was all college kids you know they were dancing they were having fun uh, we just had a blast. We rented an Airbnb in town, and a lot of our friends came down, um, and it was it was very fun. And, and then I think um, the couple others off the top of my head um, playing Big G for the first time. It's like wow, we're at a festival, right? This was so freaking cool that we got invited to this. And then, um, and then I would say uh, beyond that, um, Ironworks and Food Truck Rodeo have been a couple of my favorites. So I agree. I yeah I agree with
1: that. That's a good that's a good list. And
4: it was always a fun time. B Freeze alum Yeah. But then what what happened the uh art or uh were we play Beer Works? <laughs> Elkville Brewing. Mm-hmm what happened? They shut down? That's why we can't play there? They don't do music?
3: Um, they don't. Uh, I, I think it was something with music licensing and ASCAP and them not wanting to pay a fee. I, that's what I think. I think for that, fact, no, I, I, I don't think it was that. I think it was that uh, I was told um, we were the people that brought the most most people in. It wasn't the ASCAP. Was was, they just get bands that wouldn't draw. I think that it was a business decision for them at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I understand. So, they're, but they're good. Hopefully what I really want to do, um, is play at, uh, they host the fall fest in Alcaville. I'd love to play there. They have great beer. Um, the restaurants are fabulous. So.
1: That place is good. Uh, I, they've got a cherry stout, cherry bomb stout that's just to die for. A good brewery, good brewery,
2: terrific beer. <laughs> Great town too. I like that little town. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think it'll be fun if we can get there. See, see.
3: I been, yeah, another place we're uh, we're trying to work on definitely maybe wrapped right in that college tour.
1: Who do y'all um like to see, or even better, like to play with, and any uh, common people that you tour with that you you think put on a hell of a show?
2: We always, we always, we've been booking shows with. Oh, yeah.
4: uh, we got uh, Drift. We always like obviously to Continental Drift. We like to do packages with. Those guys are always Strange fun. standard boys.
1: Mm-hmm. Continental Drift, Strange Standard.
4: Yeah, if you don't know who they are, they are, people, they're from Buffalo, New York. Funky as hell. Definitely check them out.
1: Strange Standard.
2: Have you ever seen him before or no?
1: Yeah, I I've seen him at a couple of the Temple gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. A yeah, yeah. little yeah. bit of funk, a little bit of soul, a little bit of rock and roll.
3: Yeah, we like we like playing with those guys um, a lot. And um, you know, there's some other things. You know, just to try to grow the band. We're circling back to earlier, and Brad and Rick and I have been talking. I send messages and I'm not successful. I've not been successful yet, but I want to play with uh, some bigger national touring bands open for them. like I've been sending messages to like drive by truckers and uh, like Wolfpack and I mean Wolfpack wouldn't have played, but like Corey Wong. Um, and just I'm just trying to throw it out there to plan it in these guys' heads. So like when they're planning a tour and they say they reach out for some local support. Oh yeah, maybe these guys reach out to us. So I think part of our growth strategy is going to be to open for some of these larger national touring acts that are coming through. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be something. It'd be something great, you know, if we could get linked up with you know someone like that or even someone bigger like Jason Isbell. Who knows, you know? So
2: that's how uh, seven-year witch too. They're always fun to play with. That's how. We started playing shows with them three years. I think it's been three years in a row now. But they reached out and were like, "Hey, you guys look like fun. Let's let's play some shows, guys." So we set it up for them.
1: You said seven years, Witch.
2: Seven yeah. Years. They used to be Doc Holiday. Then they changed their name to Seven Year Witch.
3: They're from uh, Anderson, South Carolina, um, and we do want to get down there and play uh, once everything opens. Play some shows with them there. Awesome guys, are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Their lead singer Aaron, uh, he just like does flips on stage and backflips. Like they're super cool. They're super cool. I think Brad. I think you fed them their first. Or they got garbage plates when they were here and stayed at your place or something. Yeah, last That's time. Cool. Yeah, cool yeah. <laughs> dudes. Yeah, very cool dudes.
1: Shout out to garbage plates, Rochester <laughs> sensation. And um, yeah, so uh, let's say I'm just getting started in music. You know, uh, I'm from Rochester. I'm just getting started. I just started a band. I'm young. What kind of recommendations or suggestions would you give someone who's going to jump into the music business? Uh, Any words of wisdom for a younger musician?
2: Just play. Just have fun, play, just do what you want to do and just make it happen. That'd be the main, that's the main goal. I feel like, I mean, it matters what they're trying to do, but I feel like in just, in general, just play, have fun. Hell yeah. Yeah.
3: I, uh, yeah, have fun. I think, um, you know, be fairly disciplined about getting tight and practicing, but also, any show opportunity you can get, take it. Because our first show is a full band was um, it was out in like uh, Williamson. It was at a snowmobile club. It was at their garage. They were having a chicken barbecue in the fall for a fundraiser, and that's what our first full band show was. So I'd say any opportunity, any We used to play a lot of house parties on Berkeley Street. Any opportunity you can get to play a house oh, party or a show, just just do it, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Get out, <laughs> play, get heard, get seen. That's good advice for anybody, um, more than just a musician. You know, the, the networking aspect and the, the labor that's necessary to, to spread the word. Um, so you guys obviously love to play, and you obviously love to play live. Um, what's it feel like playing live? Uh, well, what are some of the pros, and is there any cons? Did you ever want to smash the guitar?
4: Uh, yeah. You know, I think may have like a bad show, <laughs> or
2: something, but in reality, though, it's like it's how you look at the bad show. It's so um, it's funny because some I've been reading that uh, the Bruce book. I don't know if you've seen him live in, when he played in London. See, what's that place called? Live live at Hamburg?
3: Hamburg? Uh, in
2: Yeah. And they—that was like a phenomenal show. They played in 75. And it's funny, though, because in the book, it says how Bruce, he was like, I was in my head the whole time. And he's like, I'm just dying. To, to but he's like, I was in my head the whole time. And he's like, I just felt so uncomfortable. And he said how after the show, they went to – like a party or something. He's like, I left right away. Just went to my hotel room. He's like, I'm never going to have a show like that again. Where like, I'm not comfortable. And he even said it took him like, I think 20 or 40 years before he even looked at the show, watched it. And he's like, Oh wow.
4: Like, it's wow.
2: <laughs> so it's, it's all how you take the bad shows. If they do come, cause occasionally you might have an off night where we're not all meshing together, but it's like, Hey, let's just learn from this instead of dwell on it. So
1: what I hear from that is kind of stay in the moment. Uh, he, he was stuck in his head. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys find that you get stuck in your head as well, or are you pretty much in that flow state where things mesh and you're just excited to be playing?
4: Exactly. No, like, that. Like be free. Like, the way he just explained there, you know, there's times in a show where, like, yeah, I feel like it might, like, oh, what the hell is going on? And then we just come back you know we just then we get into a groove and we just kind of feel it and everyone feeds off each other that's the thing with us it's kind of just i don't know we just we go off at times it's it is organized at the same time like songs like we have the breaks where we know but we kind of feel it out cuz we don't like to play the songs the same but sometimes like we'll have stuff rehearsed a little bit too so that will kind of like give us you know an edge at times but yeah when we are in the moment though and we really feel it there's times where i look at Brad like I'll come up to, yeah, like Stevie says, how we come up to each other. We talk to each other. I'll do that in the middle of, like, some crazy improv where we're, like, feeling and, like, grooving. Stevie will be going off. I'll go up to Beefree free and be like, what the hell is, good? like, this is nasty or something. Beefree free will usually give his patented fucking, what song are we in right now? You know, shit like that. Then I got to remind him. And then we'll come back strong, because we all, like, trust each other. That's, that's what it comes down to. You know, just trusting and feeling it, feeling it out, you know yeah that's but it there is the, there is the, you know there is a science to the madness people think oh they're just jam you know they're just doing whatever like yeah it is improv most of the time but we know like you know where so and usually i yeah, like if like again someone forgets i'll fucking like cue someone like know where we're going back but that's no, the whole right. KITB regime
3: yeah no that's it i mean yeah sometimes you <laughs> do get in your head or whatever if the crowd's not what you expect it to be, or if like you have people just you know some of the smaller places they'll just like come up and they're shoving the mics in your face and or with yeah. the last show here's like it, it kind of gets a little- you're right, right, Brad, it gets a little weird when people do that or just, but um like the last show we played I had a kid it was <laughs> yeah, at, you know. um. Was it, the Hic- the yeah,
4: hickey it was tab. a hickey tab. I was standing right there. I'm like, what the
3: fuck? Yeah. Yeah, this kid comes up to me and Rick. And this is a place that Rick and I used to. It was our watering hole at Entry, Total dive bar. The owner's been there since 1970s. Old guys. Great, great people. Yeah, so this kid goes, Yeah, it's our place. So this kid comes up to me when we're getting back from our set break and goes, I – give me your guitar. I'm going to play Brian Adams. And I said, first of all, Brian Adams is a schmuck for the ages. No one listens to him. Uh, second of all, you're not touching my guitar. He's like, give me that other guitar. I said, look, dude, no. I said, and then he was just sitting on a bar stool, literally three feet away from me, just like mean mugging me. Like I can play so much better than that that I mean, he kept saying that to this kid and i'm hearing that and i'm like it was getting in my head but i'm like you know what we're, we're home we're jamming you know fuck this it was a great night so but yeah it was it was cool and then hey. guess what the kid didn't get a graduation <laughs> 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 uh, you
4: know what's funny ben though that he just brought that hickey tab show. that was actually the last show we ever played before uh before the hiatus corona. Oh, That's man. a good point to bring up. That was what, this uh March
3: fourteenth?
4: No, Friday the thirteenth.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was Friday the thirteenth, yeah. Yikes. Happened. Friday the thirteenth. Oh, it's fourteenth, isn't it? Never mind. Um you guys just had a live album or something come out.
2: Eat. It was uh, the Live at the Range just came out. Uh, it's on, we have it on Bandcamp right now, and then we also put a select songs on YouTube as well. So we've been, uh, we just started our YouTube channel as well, We've been pushing that.
4: So, yeah, confident. and that uh, Ithaca show, that's bringing back like good shows. I think we brought, Stevie brought that up. That was one of our, you know, all four of us with Nate. Like, that was probably, I thought, one of our tightest we've had, especially like a long time. Nice. The set list was flown. That's the reason why we kind of felt to release it. I've listened to it. Like we've all kind of listened to it, and yeah, it just felt good. Like there is a lot of banter. I know you've heard that, Ben, but I guess that gives the uh, the Kitb vibes of the show because you hear all that nonsense from just crowd talk in the fucking show. <laughs>
1: I can't, I can't do live recordings that don't have some banter. Like, obviously, if it's a studio recording, you want it to be clean. But if it's a live recording, I want to hear the like energy. The studio, yeah, the essence. Yeah.
4: yeah. The crowd, you get the fee, Yeah, exactly.
1: The whole essence, uh, yeah.
4: But that was a fun show. That was tight. Yeah, that's why we kind of all were just like, let's release it. Because we got a whole backlog of shows that we recorded, so... Keep a lookout. We'll probably do some more live releases for sure.
3: Yeah, we have we uh we have about five years worth in the archive and we're we're periodically going through and releasing, especially during this quarantine. Um so it's just picking them out and then Brad'll do a little mastering and I think one of our upcoming releases that, um is we've been talking about this one for a long time is the food truck rodeo from September twenty nineteen. Um and that's yeah, a soundboard. That's a soundboard, yeah. So, um, it was a really fun night. You know, it was great because we started playing at 5 p.m., so a lot of our families, like the older members of our families came out and saw us and stuff, so it, it was cool. And um, plus, there were a ton of people. It was like beautiful, beautiful early fall night, so.
4: did a good mix of uh, covers with some of our, our tunes, obviously, and... Did a lot of shenanigans, some improvisational type part. Mm -hmm. All you need in the KITB can of shit is what (laughs) I like to call (laughs)
1: it. Hey, guys, I want to take a quick break from the conversation to play one more Kids in the Basement song. This one's called Coffee Break. We'll take a little coffee break here, uh, drink your cup of coffee, and then we'll get back to the dialogue in a second.
0: You kicked my ex for the stuff, and I bought a text, we fight for love, but all we find is stress. Tighten up your word to the school. I said, Yo, dropping out out of school and take a coffee. Drugs and abuse and legalize Maybe <laughs> make this world less bad and legalize Down the streets and I'll buy from your desk Time to retire, tired, Straight to sleep I say I'll see you in a minute The heart is past me I take a the break And I'll Come couple of rest you to dance For a
1: I was, I was at that show. You know, Food Truck Rodeo is fun because everyone's fat, full, and happy, so they're <laughs> just relaxed and chilling. Um, you guys do play a, a lot of covers live. Is there any songs that you have the most fun playing?
4: Lately, we've been playing the Green Day. But again, that we play that Ithaca. The Green Day, uh, was it Be Free Blood, Sex, and Booze? Yep.
3: But it's a warning. E- mm-hmm. e-
4: Clash, we always have a bunch of Clash songs, Wilco songs, and then um, Grateful Dead doing Half Steps. Been fun playing that. We usually yeah. have a good, really feel good feel of playing that song. I think you caught one of the high well, highest ones we did was at, uh Fall Down. Oh yeah. That was like one of the first second times I think we played that live, and that felt really good when we played that. I remember Stevie ripping it
3: up. <laughs> hey, yeah, that and uh, Deal. Uh, also, obviously, I know Ben. One of your favorite is our favorites is anything Zappa. So you know <laughs> Willie the Pimp or Muffin Man go off on one of those.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, learn a new Zappa song in the near future.
3: Okay.
1: Yellow Snow. Yeah. Or, um, y'all should learn, uh, Zombie Wolf.
4: Yeah, you played that last time. <laughs> a tough one. We went, Stevie was talking about doing Camarillo Brillo. Hey, love you. That's, that
1: that's, that's a fun it, Zappa's good because those songs are hard. Do you, do you enjoy learning songs that are a little bit harder? It's got to be a challenge to play stickler. Zappa
4: have songs, but uh, you no, know, we do. Uh, lately, we've been trying to push doing harder, like stuff to do. I think that's what as a band we've really evolved. I always tell these guys, like just from the days we started, like just our songwriting has really evolved. Like from like our early songs that be free brought a lot to the table, and now we do a lot of collaborations now, and like just the way everything's progressed. And uh, I don't know, even yeah covers, yeah covers. Like again, half step Mississippi was a pretty. Challenging one when we try to get that down. Clash songs, you know, those songs are not that.
3: Crazy. No, they're
4: like, hard. Some of them, like, we fucking, we love to be tight on those songs, like Train in Vain, like, especially because we, like, improvise that a little bit, too. So that, like, really takes us to being, like, really looking at each other and, and kind of feeling that. But I don't know. Yeah, we just, yeah, once this whole quarantine's on, I'm pumped for us to, uh, you know, we got a lot of new stuff in store, Ben. Yeah. So. Mm some changes and some uh, upgrading of music and everything.
1: Some new drops. Uh, have you guys played? Have you utilized the internet to play at all? Or you pretty much have been writing on your own. It, we're, we're so close to being there, but they need to, we need to find a way where someone can actually live stream and jam and not have like latency issues and stuff like that. Cause um, well, <laughs> It's a bummer, man. Everybody's home. Uh, have you uh, had a chance to jam at all, or what's the situation?
2: Yeah. We, uh, Rick and I have been playing. Uh, we get together every – I don't know. We've been getting together throughout quarantine because really I haven't seen anybody, and he hasn't either. Then Stevie and I just got together over the weekend, and then all three of us, I think we're trying to get together uh, Thursday. yeah
3: Yeah. i think we're gonna do uh it's gonna be nice maybe like uh early weekend do a full band outside at my house yeah um but it's uh it's just because the craziness of the quarantine and everything i haven't been able to you know get get with those guys but it playing online is tough because you have to have all the proper micing and equipment i don't really have any of that i have vocal mics and shit but um i know like brad has some of it and rick doesn't have any of it so it's just it's tough i mean mm-hmm. having everything and you have to have a lot of bandwidth
4: too <laughs> so. yeah. yeah me and be free getting together yeah he's yeah we've been that style like the one of the songs that i kind of like i said came up with a, a good portion me and him just kind of pl- played off it showed him that and uh even like me and him do some like side stuff, so we're like doing other stuff yes. as well and rocking, so keeping busy. And then yeah, we finally got together with Stevie a couple weeks ago, like I did actually for the first time. We just gotta get yeah. some drums going and us in one room together.
3: Yeah. And and I think, you know, from here on out what what it's gonna look like, it's just gonna be us tightening down. So we wanna go been shopping out uh, um, studios for about a year, and we're gonna we're gonna. The original plan was to do an EP. We're gonna do a full album instead because we've had this time, and venues probably aren't gonna be opening up to any capacity anytime soon. Sure. Um, cut it, and we're gonna give ourselves three months from from the time it's cut to final production. Yeah. Get it out and then tour. <laughs> yeah.
1: As soon as they they let us, Uh, I saw, I I actually ended up not going, but Comedy at the Carlson had a live comedy show, which I presume was like a projector screen, and they did it drive-in style. And that's what's been rambling through my mind. I I don't know why venues don't open up and, you know, have drive-in kind of performances. The bummer is most venues don't have the... Parking lot or the space, but uh, it's it, we got to see some live music. I'm going crazy. Are you guys maintaining your sanity over there?
4: Oh fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> I leave it so oh, uh, like in two weeks. Trey stagio and fucking Jason Gisabella Isabel are playing at CMAC, and I fucking <laughs> can that. So pissed.
1: Trey uh, Ben,
3: yep, yeah we. Um, my girlfriend and I were going to go see uh, this weekend. We were going to take a trip up to Boston to do the Boston Calling Music Festival. So Foo Fighters, Dinosaur Junior, Rage Against the Machine. I mean, um, uh, Pup was playing. Pup is one of our uh, a punk band out of Toronto that we love right across the, uh, right across the lake here. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. You know, no dead and company this summer, no fish. That um, sucks. We were gonna see who else. Brad, What was the other band that was coming? The Sadies, right? We were go see that.
4: Yeah.
2: They were coming to Buffalo. I wanted to go see them. I know it's it's interesting with the no live shows because you don't realize how much other band seeing other performances how much that influences too. Because there's that's the thing. Like I've seen Sadies live two years ago. And then the next day, I wrote like a cowpunkish style song.
1: Mm.
2: you know what I mean, so you don't realize the influence you get from other bands until you don't have any fans, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, harnessing some of their abilities and taking their inspiration oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, obviously, everybody's excited once we can get back and uh get out seeing music, playing music um, but it's hard to know when that's gonna happen. Um, any, uh, we've addressed some of them, but, uh, any new hobbies or, um, let's say you were to learn an instrument that you don't already know something crazy or weird. What would you learn? Well, what are we staying focused on? You know,
2: uh, I've been working new piano chords, been trying to get the piano down. I have this let me see little piano over there. So I've been trying ah. to- I actually been getting better at it too, but um, it's funny though because my neighbor she, she was she's a teacher actually, and she's like you gotta write down the notes. So she's like, yeah, oh, you yeah.
1: did? <laughs> yep.
2: And the other day she's like, you need to learn
3: those because you clearly don't know those still yet.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Um, for me, um, I have been. I got a cast iron skillet for my birthday <laughs> and i have been using it a lot uh, so nicole my girlfriend i make a lot of stuff i've done some baking of bread uh i've started to uh get get back the running and ran cross country at d1 in college so it's just mm. trying to find the time to do it and then um uh, Rick, I gotta call you out. I need that bass back. I miss I Rick Sunbaro. I literally I like, dude, see
4: that <laughs> I fucking don't even play. I just been playing this acoustic bass. That's all I play I, here. I know. Fucking, so, and like Steve, like I I like I could have brought it when we were together two weeks ago. I literally was like, I should have brought the
3: bass. I could have just gave that to you. So bass. so just as a background, um, whatever you see Rick a tobacco sunburst Fender P bass. That's my bass. Um, he borrowed. He loves playing it. It plays really buttery. Plays great nice. bass. He's
1: Smooth. had it for about
3: about a year. But um I, I'm just gonna uh, commandeer it back this week. I had to call. I had I appreciate to call <laughs> i know. But he
2: rides all the instruments for the band because. The Fender guitar. If you see me playing the tex Max, the black one, that's also Stevie's guitar.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a Fender. I'm a Fender guy through and through. So, um, but yeah, um, kind of. I'm gonna get back in the bass a little. Just the strength of my fingers, and mm. uh, I actually played bass in college for a band that opened for Rick's band. Uh, the band I was in was called Mellow fin Tuna uh, and I was playing that bass in that band
4: so yeah and uh, I don't know I feel like I just, like just play my bass this acoustic bass that I acquired a year ago and uh, i actually been trying to play a lot of different cover tunes though. I've been playing a lot, a lot of songs that I haven't done in a long fucking time like B and B Free been working uh, Kitty's Back group. Springsteen. I actually like really learned that. Super tramp. I've been getting into Super Tramp.
1: Ooh, okay.
4: Again. Learned school on the bass there. So I guess <laughs> doing a lot of that almond brother bass. It's one of my all time <laughs> favorite songs since I was like six years old and then I finally learned it after all
1: these years. Rick, you sound like a robot. Your 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 thing was cut it in it out a little
3: bit. Robot Rick, (laughs)
4: that's fucking blows. Just keep lagging here.
1: (laughs) Is that gonna
4: come on the recording like that? Oh
1: yeah, (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Zoom's funny because when it lags, it'll it'll sound all choppy, and then sometimes it'll speed up, Mm -hmm. so it'll sound like you're talking like a mile a minute. It'll catch up. Uh, I <laughs> know.
4: Anyway, so, you guys like laughing, it's like, dude, my fucking mouth is like, ah, oh, eh, 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 ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, what haven't we addressed? well What are you guys excited for going forward? You, you've got a new album you're looking to record. You're looking to play going forward, hit larger venues, go on some tours. Uh, Anything else that's kind of keeping you excited for the future?
4: Just thinking about those days when we could be on stage again. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, being together. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think makes us too. Be Free always says that. We always hang out. We're we're all good friend type buddies. Yeah. That's what uh, I think. That's what flows into music. You can tell our relationship with each other. I think that you can tell that kind of goes into music.
3: Yeah, it's like it's hanging out after the show. It's hanging out when we're not playing. Um, I think, I think that like like even after the shows, we will go back to Rick's house for an after party, or you know, we'll, we'll go stay at my house, and we'll turn on a silly movie, and we'll just laugh. You know, like watch we'll turn on Beavis and Butthead or. I know Brad's favorite loves devil re- devil's rejects. Yeah, um, okay.
4: Rob's so doggy. Like, uh, yeah, and this is at three, four in the morning. Tell you, that.
3: like, we'll we'll go. Um, it's fun when we go play shows down in the Finger Lakes. My parents, uh, they have a place near Cuyahoga Lake uh, up in the woods, and we'll we'll hang out there. We'll just turn on some movies. We'll have a fire, and we'll just we'll just like. Just bullshit all night. It's really fun. Um, And and that's what I think kind of makes. That's what I think kind of makes. I mean, one time after one of our early shows down there, Rick and I were, my dad got up to come back to the city. It was like 5 in the morning, and him, me, him, and our buddy Howie were just passing a bottle of Maker's Mark around. And Brad's eating, uh, it's the same moment. Brad is eating uh, salsa with, like, just out of the jar, you know, like much. on stage. No, this is at oh, the oh, house. Gotcha. The gotcha. Rubbing salt salsa
4: in his mouth with all the crumbs
1: with <laughs> the one good chip.
4: Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. On a. A slightly more serious note, there's a question I like to ask all guests because everybody has a voice, everyone has an opinion, and everyone knows something that you don't. Um, So the, the question I like to ask everybody is if you were to control a billboard, imagine there's a billboard on the side of a very, very busy road, and you get to control the content. On that billboard, whether it's something you've wrote, something that you've heard, something brand new, you get to control the content of that billboard and it's going to reach out to millions of people, young, old, white, black, all ages, all genders. You're basically sending a message out to the world. Um, It can be music related, doesn't have to. What would y'all put on that billboard, and uh, why would you choose what you choose?
4: Two girls with big, big cans with me in the middle, just like Danny. DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that, old- always <laughs> Sunny?
1: <laughs> <laughs> with Danny Yes, that
4: was my reason. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably cut out do you know what that is? that's from always How do you get that? yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be me with two girls with big cans right next to me my thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> with KITV on it
2: too
4: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's,
4: yeah that's it with spray paint KITV right above and just like
3: <laughs> yeah oops I like that
1: you, you guys are in like an unfinished basement or something
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That'd <be> awesome. Bradley?
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Stevie. What are you going to say?
3: I would say uh, be kind to everybody, have fun, and work hard. Uh, or, no, be kind to everybody, have fun, and make friends because I, I think, like it goes, like in a lot of our shows, we've made lifelong friends with the bands, with the fans. Um, not, not everybody's the same, and why would you want them to be the same? I think the world would be an awful, awful place that way. Um, so just you know, reach out to as many people as possible. You that's know? All on
2: your billboard.
3: I just yeah, <laughs> no, like the, the the original phrase. He said he said describe it, but like, be <laughs> kind, have fun, and make friends. You know, just something pretty simple as that. I think that's kind of. Um what
4: we're all about one love that's all mine would say one
2: love <laughs> knowledge is power Knowledge. it's something to do with knowledge or something La- learning keep learning growing
1: knowledge is power keep learning growing
4: something like that eh? <laughs> or zappa's quote that he uses music is the best yeah that's a good one too
1: music <laughs> is the best
4: that's all you need right there
1: so how do uh people keep in touch with y'all what's the best way to find you You hit them with it what's the where 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 should we look for you what are you uh most active on
3: so uh most active right now on instagram um it's just kids in the basement that's our handle um we're we I'm trying to grow that. So if you can follow us, please, please, please give us a follow. Our Facebook page, we have all of our dates listed. Um, yeah, I think it's Kids in the Basement Band. And then we just, Brad and I just started um, a YouTube page. Um, and What's the name of that? Is I think it's Kids in the Basement Official, right, Brad? Correct. Um, so you do have to put the official... And and we're working on refining that, but we're getting we're going to be having a lot of live releases put up on there. Um, obviously, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Bandcamp, um, and SoundCloud. Uh, but just as an immediate way of connecting with people, we figured it'd be good to do a YouTube uh, a YouTube channel. So.
1: Good stuff. Uh, I'll keep in touch with that YouTube to um, see some of these live releases when they drop. Um, and, and Brad, you have a side project, a solo project, right?
2: Yep, St. Free. Oh, uh, Rick's actually, he plays bass in that as well. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's with uh, Devontae Oliver on drums and then Evan on saxophone, Evan now.
1: Gotcha. So it's not just a solo thing. You've got a, a full band. You have
2: jammed with us plenty of you is,
1: say? Is that all new music?
2: Yes. that's uh, It's music that I've had for the first EP so far has been songs that I've recorded or that I've written throughout the years, kind of. But then the next EP I'm working on now, and that's going to be... It's supposed to be out this summer, but we'll see how that goes now because I still... It's supposed to be kind of almost done recording, but it's still, kind of, but that, uh, that's all new songs too. Um, I think it's kind of think it's a mixture of having songs I've written, then I'm starting now to just generate all new stuff for that too. So it's kind of cool. Cause it's, uh, I write, um, for a lot of kids stuff too. I kind of like try to push like the rock and roll vibe for that. And then I do the same free stuff. It's own trying to get a its own entity as well. So
1: do you got a uh, music released at this time? Too. It's fun. Did, do you have any videos or audio released oh, yeah. yet? Or? It's
2: also the first EP is on YouTube, Spotify. Um, it's through CD baby. So it's on Apple music, all of that. And then uh, that one is just St. Free <laughs> at St. Free is everything. So Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> And uh always pushing content through that, so collaborating as well
1: good stuff, good stuff I'm happy i I got to have you guys on last time, obviously we got hacked, there was a furry you know there originally a girl comes on, and yeah her, her, her head's yeah. cut off, her head's cut off, and it's just kind of like sort of a boob shot, even though she has a tank top on. But to be honest, like we were already recording and it it doesn't seem that uncommon that someone just doesn't know how to work the camera well. So they're like, like, it's like an accident. And I'm, I was thinking it was one of your friends or something, but she ended up hacking the shit out of us and destroying, destroying the broadcast. That was crazy, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That word's wild, too wild. Only
4: for us. Only would that happen with the okay. KITB. Yes.
2: Probably some just middle schooler. It's probably one middle schooler finds <laughs> it and then sends it to all of his friends. Yeah. The whole crew comes on with the number.
3: So
1: there's got to be like so. The first person that entered is probably not that girl. It's probably a video, but um. They have to be the one that, like, determines, okay, am I going to get knocked out? And since I never knocked them out of the chat, there was about 100 people in here. They took control of my screen. (laughs) This guy starts having sex with a a freaking, like, a furry bear. I don't know what was going on. That was weird.
3: It was. (laughs) Saw a big wiener.
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very long cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I was like, what the f-? I
3: thought Gigi Allen was gonna come on at some point.
1: <laughs> any any words on Gigi Allen as we kind of start to close this out?
3: Yeah, so I mean Gigi Allen. Um, ben, I mean basically for the the listeners. We were at Big G, or no, we were at Fall Down Fest and we were in the green room um, and we're hanging out with Bad. And I'm telling him who, uh, I'm telling him about Gigi Allen and he just, he was mesmerized about like, the, you know, him just like self mutilating and shitting and pissing on stage and beating people up and just playing naked and oh, he died. <laughs> so we're there with the guys from Upward Groove and you're like, you turn to their lead singer like, Can you're like, yeah, Gigi Allen's the person. And you're like, I'm so amazed. And you kept, like, all night. I just was making you laugh harder and harder and harder. It was just so funny. But, like, that's a little joke that Brad and I have when we go on stage. It's like, let's G.G. Allen this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. So – a lot of times, you know, a few facts about a musician, but you seem to have written the Gigi Allen biography and you would tell me something and everything you said, it became more and more obscure every time you opened your mouth. And I'm like, he's (laughs) gotta be bullshitting me by at some point you're like, no, it's all true.
3: It's, it's all true. It's A lot of it's documented on YouTube. He's dead. He died during a show in 1993. New York City police, they cut the power to his show, and he kept walking through the streets naked with shit on him, and then they went to an after party, and he, like, OD'd with his eyes open, and people were taking selfies. Then they had a rock and roll burial, where they didn't bomb him. He was just in a jockstrap, and they had a bottle of booze in his hand. But, like, um, it also, like, if you listen to the song, um, The Night G.G. Allen Came to Town by Drive-By Truckers, it recounts the night that Mike Cooley and Patterson Hood went to see him at the Antenna Club in Memphis in 1993, and people were running out of the venue and getting hit by cars. And, you know, it talks about him shoving the microphone up his ass and all that. So it's it's a good tune to listen to about it.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna have to check it out Drive, drive-by truckers they're great storytellers so
3: they are it's it's called the night gg allen came to town off their album pizza deliverance in 1998
1: good stuff so, i'm yeah. i'm gonna go look up some gg allen We'll talk more about them offline. Um, but again, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming back out to re-record this. We got three quarters of Kids in the Basement. Check them out on Instagram, Kids in the Basement. Check out um, Be Freeze project, Sane Free. Um, obviously, more music coming out from Kids in the Basement soon. But definitely go see a live show. Lots of sprinkled in covers of, The Dead and Zappa and uh, lots of jams and live stuff. So uh, definitely continue to support local music. Continue to support these guys. Um, You can type in Rochester Groovecast in Google. I basically own that shit. You got two, three pages of me. So check me out on Facebook, rochestergroovecast.com, Instagram, and yeah, I mean, uh, be free, Steve, Rick. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming on again. Uh, it, it's been fun, and definitely went smoother this time. You know, we didn't get hacked.
3: Dude. Yeah, definitely. You, ben. Yeah, man. Thanks ben, a lot, Benjamin. <laughs> Jen thanks, Jen,
4: for mediating.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Thanks for organizing the shows for us over the years <laughs> and uh, mediating. Definitely
1: absolutely i i'm hoping temple gets up and running sooner than later but temple bar and grill great place they're doing delivery and uh had you guys play there many of times to yeah. a crazy yeah. crowd that goes till two in the morning so that's always a lot of fun <laughs> yeah just got
3: yeah, some ben, out it, yeah big supporter
4: of us appreciate it yes.
3: Yeah, check out. Yeah, get their takeout or they have free delivery. Got some fantastic food Friday night from Pat over there. So,
1: hell yeah! I think they're still doing wing specials too on Sunday or Monday. So, they're yeah. also selling alcohol if you want to buy a bottle.
3: Hell yeah, we like it.
1: <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Temple is a good example in the fact that um they are right on East Ave, right in the heart of it. And they bought a lot of overstock for St. Paddy's Day. And then St. Paddy's Day ended up not being a thing. They canceled the parade. And there's a lot of businesses that are still dealing with some of their overstock. They were about to have their biggest day of the season. And then they uh, obviously everything gets canceled. So continue to support your local bars, restaurants. I know you can't see music there. Um, but the least we can do is buy some takeout or send a Venmo. But that's my uh, that's my public service announcement. Uh, announcement. I, I appreciate you guys coming on, though. Kids in the basement.
3: Thanks, fam. Be,
1: appreciate you. It, man. Yeah, we'll Be talk enough. soon. See ya. <laughs> always continue to support local music continue support the show i appreciate it so dang much appreciation to kids in the basement for coming on we're going to listen to one more track to give them the last word one more song by kids in the basement this one's what's best what's best by kids in the basement i'll talk to you guys soon